The reading this morning is taken from Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, which I believe you'll be able to see um, on the screen at home. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I may too go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Helen. Good morning. Happy New Year to everyone. Hope you've had a good Christmas break and feel renewed and refreshed, ready to take on 2021. This year, we at St. Jude's are seeking God's guidance for a new vision for our church. And Adam, our vicar, is going to speak a bit about that next week. And we'll be exploring that as we go through this year. So it's good on this Feast of Epiphany when God is revealed to the Magi and they're guided by the star. For us to think about God's guidance for us today, how that works, what it's like. For some, the story of the Magi coming to find the baby under a star is a bit far-fetched. If you don't believe that God can guide you, then none of this works. But for me, as I look back over my life, I can see plenty of times when God has guided me. And I wanted to give you an example that's a bit more recent than those. So just about a month ago, when we were out of the first lockdown, the last lockdown, um, I was here working in the office and I had a sudden urge to go and buy some donuts. Now, this doesn't happen all the time, 
as I hope you can tell, but I had on that morning an urge to go and buy some donuts. So I left the office. I got to about here in the middle of the church, and I had a long conversation with somebody about the heating or putting out the bins, the usual sort of conversations that I have uh, in church on those sorts of days. And then I got to the back door, just uh, at the back of the church over there. And as I turned the corner and started to go down uh, towards Tesco's, uh, there was somebody who I hadn't seen for a year parking his car in one of the spaces, the four spaces that are along the side of the church. This person I hadn't seen for a year had been with us on an Alpha course. And I said, oh, call in after you've uh, been to see who he was going to see someone about some financial business uh, that he was in town to uh, advise him on. And I said, after you've seen him, come and check in with me. And it happened as well to be a day when the front door was open, a Wednesday or a Friday when we were open for private prayer. So Joss let him in. He came to reception. And we spent an hour in the office talking and praying together. He had lots of issues about relationships that he wanted to talk to me about. And we talked through them all and brought them before God. And it was a real God moment. And what are the chances of me turning that corner onto that pavement at exactly the time when he's parking the car, let alone the chances of actually finding a space to park a car in Queensgrove. That hardly ever happens. Add those two together and you've got very slim odds for us meeting on that morning. But we did. And I think it's because God guided me to be in that place, the right place, at the right time. Today, we're thinking about how God guides the Magi to find Jesus. And it may seem far-fetched to some. But if God can guide someone with an urge for donuts, then he can certainly guide the Magi with that star. Let's think a bit about those Magi. They were wise men from the East. They were probably astronomer astrologers who were looking for signs in the sky that they believed related to events on Earth. And they would advise their rulers, the royal family and the important people in the land where they lived, what these omens in the sky meant. And this was a prestigious role. It was something they would have studied for for, for many years, they'd have risen up through the ranks to become the, the Magi who uh, advised the king. And yet they give all this up to go and follow a strange star. They're prepared to leave their homes and their security. They follow this star that appeared in the sky. And for some, that is a bit of a mystery as well. But in the 1970s, there was a professor of astronomy at Sheffield University who published a paper giving the three main options for this star that appeared over Bethlehem. The three options were that it was either a conjunction of other stars, it was a comet, or it was a new star forming in the sky. And the conjunction of the stars is a conjunction that sometimes happens when two planets who uh, have different uh, orbits across the sky, meet. And so the two separate brightnesses of each planet form a single brightness that looks like a new star. And if the stars were Jupiter, that was the star that represented the kings, and Saturn, that was a star that represented the Jews, you could see why these magi thought that a new king had come in the land of the Jews. 
And this conjunction happens about every 900 years and happened around the time of the birth of Jesus. It also happened on the 21st of December 2020. And it was on the news for a few nights that this was going to happen. It was going to happen just over at the end of the Isle of Wight from where we are. But it was a cloudy night and nobody could see it. So that one in a 900 year chance was missed because there were too many clouds. Things can get in the way of God's guidance, but it didn't happen perhaps back 2,000 years ago when those magi were watching the sky. It could have been a comet that they followed. And we know from astronomers in China that there was a new comet that crossed the sky at about 5 BC, around the time that Jesus was born. That comet uh, was uh, moving uh, across the sky and would have been south of Jerusalem. And comets, when they move through the sky, they have a tail that is all of the ice and the debris burning off of them as they get close to the sun. And a tail can sometimes point to a specific point on the earth. It may have been a comet that pointed the Magi to where Jesus was born. Or the third possibility is that it was a new star, a new nova that was forming in the sky. And again, from astronomers in the east, we know that there was a new star in the constellation of Aquila. And it would have started uh, at one point and then moved across the sky until when Jesus was born, it would have been south of Jerusalem over where Bethlehem lay. Who knows whether it was one of those three or just God putting a star in the sky to lead the wise men. But it's certainly a possibility that it happened, that this is real, that God guided those men to see the baby born in the stable because God is revealing that this gift is not just given for a specific few people. It's not just a Jewish Messiah, but a saviour for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes and trusts in him may have eternal life. God gives this gift to the world and it's written about Even before Jesus was born, long before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 60, says these words from God, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over the peoples of the earth. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. To you the riches of nations will come, and all will come, bearing gold and incense, and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. That sounds a bit familiar, doesn't it? Kings will come, and we don't know whether these magi were kings, but they certainly brought royal gifts And they were certainly able to gain an audience with King Herod. So they must have been pretty important people. And they bring those gifts that are specified, gold and incense. And another, don't they? They bring the myrrh, the unexpected gift that speaks of Jesus' unexpected death on a cross as he dies for us all. Nobody expected him to be born in a stable. Nobody expected him to die on a cross. The myrrh points to that unexpected death. 
This is the revealing of God's Son to the world. This is the epiphany, the revelation that God has come to earth in the form of a baby. God reveals himself and he still needs people to reveal himself to today and to reveal him to others around us. The Magi step out and they become part of God's story so that they're remembered in every nativity and crib service that we ever perform. They show us that they respond to God and we should respond to God. We should follow his guidance when he calls us out into unexpected encounters in unexpected places. The Magi are an example to us because they recognize the sign and they respond. They use their gifts and their talents, all that they've learned. This isn't an irrational decision, it's a rational decision based on the evidence that's presented to them. And we should know the evidence presented to us that points to Jesus being our saviour. And then we need to respond, to seek Jesus out just as they did. They sought him. They made that journey, leaving behind all the security and safety of their usual circumstances. They crossed a desert, a journey of three or six months, an arduous journey, a dangerous journey. It wasn't an easy journey to make, but they sought Jesus out. And when they arrived, they realized his worth. Even though this child was born in a stable to ordinary parents, they worship him and present their gifts. They humble themselves before this baby. They realize that he is a king of kings. We too should be followers of this king who worship and adore him who humble ourselves before him. And they're still open to God's word to them, aren't they? When he speaks to them in a dream, they go back on a different way so that Herod is not alerted and Jesus can escape to Egypt. These wise men are an example for us all, that we should follow God's guidance, see where he's taking us, follow his paths for our lives. The whole story of Christmas underlines again and again that God is a God of grace. He wants us to know this gift of love that he's given to the world. He wants us to find this gift, to find Jesus. And he wants us to share this good news. God steps in. He reveals himself to us. And we need to be the ones who respond and recognize that he's still at work in his world. People are still searching and we have a responsibility to point them to the baby, to point them to the King of Kings, to point them to the Lord of Lords who will die in our place on a cross. It doesn't mean that we have to be completely sorted out in ourselves. I'm sure these Magi have many issues and problems. They weren't following the right God. They weren't even in the right uh, people or tribe but they could point people to Jesus just as we can. Our church is here to spread this good news that God has been revealed in Jesus Christ. We're each one of us called to be witnesses to what God has done in our lives, to how he's guided us already, how he's supported us through this last year, how he will go on supporting us in the year to come. 
It's up to us to bring Jesus into our conversations with friends and families. We can still do that, even in lockdown. We can put Jesus into our social media posts. We can encourage people to look at our thought for the days or to join in with services on Zoom. And if you are feeling lonely or isolated and you can connect with Zoom, then we've got lots of prayer meetings like Prayer Central that you can come and join in with. We've got small groups that have spaces for people to join in with. And as we seek him ourselves, we need to show others where to find him. And we have this Alpha course starting on Thursday week, Thursday the 14th. And it's really easy to put out a little post there to repost or share one of the, po- the posts that we put up as St. Jude's to encourage people, to invite people to come and join in that online Alpha. It's a really simple thing to get involved with. Be sure that there are lots of people out there searching at this moment in time because we've all had to face lots of brutal realities in these last months and it's made lots of people question their existence. They ask the deepest questions about why we're here and the Alpha course is a real chance to explore those together. So let's us as a church be guided by God in this year, 2021. Let's each of us as individuals seek out God's guidance for us, what he wants us to do, how he wants us to follow him. Let's be a people who make Jesus our Lord, make him the focus, keep our eyes fixed on him, the author and perfecter of our faith. Let's go into this year with the resolution to make Jesus the center of all that we seek to do and become as we journey into 2021. Amen.